0: Read
1: me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read me romance, read, read me romance.
0: Today's episode of Read Me Romance is brought to you by Never Going Outside. I've seen it, and I'm good right here. Hi, it's Tessa Bailey. How's everybody doing? We're here with the fourth installment of Securing Brene by Susan Stoker, and I'm super stoked to give it to you. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice that Leah and Mel are here to give me a hard time over that. (laughs) I'm actually seeing Leah next week in real life. We're going to go to see one of our favorite podcasts live, my favorite murder. So we're going to meet in Philadelphia for that, and I'm excited about it. And uh, we'll make sure to share pictures or maybe we'll try and, I don't know, go live or something when we're with each other. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So that's happening next week. And you know what? Like, this, we had a stroke of genius this week where in headquarters we posted a request for your guys' darkest, dirtiest fantasies. And y'all delivered. Uh, We got quite a few emails um, talking about, you know, the fantasies that you have that maybe you haven't shared with anybody that you just keep to yourself and you've shared them with us and we respect that and we're we are really appreciative of that. And we're going to read them on the podcast next week. So Jenica Snow is on on the podcast next week, but we're going to uh, on Monday and Friday or maybe just Monday, depending if we have time, we're going to share those uh, fantasies that you emailed in, and maybe I don't know. Well, maybe we'll share a few of our own. I don't know. We'll see if the girls are game for it. I'm I'm game for it. So definitely, uh, definitely make sure you tune in next week because it's going to be fun and informative, <laughs> and maybe it'll give you some ideas. I'm I know it gave me the the ones I've gotten so far gave me some ideas, and you know what? They were not what I was expecting. A lot of them were were just. They're all hot. Like 100% of them are hot. Don't get me wrong. None of them. I mean, all of them turned me on. (laughs) Everything turns me on. I mean, milk turns me on. But, you know, uh, they were they really were eye opening. And, you know, just it was nice to be surprised by something and I, I can't wait to share them with you guys next week. And So anyways, I'm going to send you into the fourth installment of Securing Brene, but I also wanted to let you know that Read Me Romance author Kennedy Fox has a book out today called Falling for the Cowboy and it's, it's on Candle Unlimited. And she's going to, I think she's writing us a book within that, that same world. So you definitely want to get in there early so you know what you're getting into. You can immerse yourself in that world a little early. Mel wanted me to tell you guys to check out the new release post as well. She works really hard on it. She compiles a list of ebook new releases, audiobook new releases. She divides them up into, you know, Kindle Unlimited and not Kindle Unlimited. And she just makes it so organized. And if you go to our Instagram at readmeromance.com, it is in the quick links. She's like made everything really uh organized and accessible so uh yay mel thank you and her graphics are so cute round of applause for mel and her graphics okay here is installment number four of securing brene by the incredible susan stoker enjoy
1: chapter four dag ran his hand through his hair he was tired but knew that was how he was going to feel for the next few weeks until the Navy brought in a replacement, and that person was brought up to speed with operations. Dag would work himself to the bone if it meant making sure the SEALs he was ultimately responsible for were safe. His thoughts turned to Brené, once again grateful that she never complained when he had to put work before her, never got bitter when he missed important anniversaries, never blamed him when things didn't go as they'd planned courtesy of the US Navy. She just kept on keeping on. It was one of the million and one things he loved about her. Lately, a hell of a lot hadn't gone as they'd planned, the least of which was their dream house not being completed on time, and them having to move into an apartment for a few months. In the scope of life, it wasn't a huge deal but he knew how much Brené had been looking forward to moving into the house they'd designed together. He was lost in thought about what he could do to surprise her when Dag's office door flew open. The door cracked against the wall behind it, and Dag was up with a knife in his hand before he'd even thought about what he was doing. Standing there was Blake Wise, known as Rocco to his friends and teammates. Sir, Have you heard from your wife in the last 15 minutes? Shocked at the interruption and confused at the question, Dag said, no, why? Shit, there's a hostage situation at our apartment complex. I haven't been able to get a hold of Kate. Her phone just rings before going to voicemail. Dag immediately pulled out his cell phone and clicked on Brené's name. He stood tensely as it began to ring and then went to her voicemail. Usually, hearing her recorded voice message soothed him, but today he impatiently waited for the beep, then said, it's me. Call the second you get this message. Sit rep, he barked at Rocco as he walked toward him, grabbing his keys on the way. Turning, Rocco headed out of the office and the two men strode down the hall toward the stairwell, side by side at a fast clip. One of my neighbors called and told me that SWAT and San Diego PD were headed for the apartment complex. They were being told to shelter in place inside their apartments and not to let anyone inside until the cops showed up. He was watching out his window and saw the unit being surrounded. I called a contact I know in the PD and he said there was a report of a hostage situation near the lobby. Dag's heart almost stopped beating. He had no reason to think his Brené was involved, but the hair on the back of his neck was standing straight up, a sure sign something wasn't right. Without another word, the two men burst out of the building on the naval base and jogged toward Dag's Land Rover. At that moment, they weren't superior officer and subordinate. They were two men, desperate to make sure their women were safe. On the way to the apartment complex, Rocco tried once more to get a hold of Kate with no luck. Dag wasn't able to get near the parking lot for the complex because of the police presence, so he simply left his SUV parked along a side street. It wasn't often that Dag pulled rank, but he didn't give a shit if someone accused him of using the fact he was one of the highest ranking men on the naval base to get his way. He'd do whatever it took to get to Brené. He walked up to a police captain and said, I'm Rear Admiral Dag Creasy, and many of my sailors live in this building. I need a sit rep, and I need it now. The captain looked surprised, but immediately told him what he knew. We got a call about 40 minutes ago from a hysterical woman who said she'd just witnessed a murder. When we got here, a hostage situation was in progress. We locked the building down and have all the exits covered. We're waiting for more personnel to arrive, and then we'll try to establish contact with the perpetrator. Dag looked toward the entrance to the apartment complex, and his legs almost buckled when he saw the outline of a body lying near the front doors. Who's the victim? He asked. We aren't sure. Looks to be a male in his mid-twenties, though. Ashamed at the relief that coursed through his body, the man was someone's brother, son, or father. Dag nodded. He looked over at Rocco and saw the seal's entire concentration was directed on the front doors. Do you know who the hostages are yet? Dag asked. Not their names, but there's two of them. Women. One older, one younger. The perp is a woman in her mid-twenties, and initial information states that she's most likely on something. Sir, Rocco said urgently next to him. Dag held up his hand, stopping the seal from saying anything. He needed as much information as he could get from the police captain before deciding on his next move. Where are they? Apparently inside the mail room, just off the lobby. Dag's mind spun. He had no doubt now that his Brené was inside that room. She always went down to check the mail around the same time every morning. She was a creature of habit no matter how many times he'd warned her to change up her schedule for safety's sake. Here's the deal, he told the captain. I'm 85% sure one of the hostages is my wife. I know this is your scene and your responsibility, but with all due respect, that's my woman in there. And mine, Rocco said in a low, deadly tone. We need in on this op, Dag said. I've got 15 years of SEAL experience under my belt, and Rocco here is currently a SEAL himself. Let us help you. Too much time has passed as it is. Use our expertise to end this sooner rather than later. The captain eyed Dag critically for a long moment. How good are you at negotiations? I'm the best, Dag said, and he wasn't bragging. Go see the sergeant over there and put on vests before you go near that building, the captain said. When Dag and Rocco turned to head toward where he'd pointed, the captain said, this isn't Iraq. The American public doesn't like hearing about public executions. Dag nodded. He got it. The police were fighting an uphill battle in the court of public opinion, and the last thing the city of Riverton, or the US Navy for that matter, Needed was to kill a young woman, even if she was a murderer and threatening the person he loved most in this world. Within minutes, Dag and Rocco had donned black bulletproof vests with the words SWAT on the back over their naval battle dress uniform. Dag was very aware of the knife in the sheath at the small of his back and assumed Rocco was similarly armed. They had no guns, but didn't need any. Their skills as SEALs would be a hell of a lot more effective. Besides, shooting a weapon inside the small mail room meant possibly hitting Brene or Kate. How are we going to play this? Rocco asked as they strode toward the doors of the lobby. Any fucking way we have to, Dag told him grimly. Brene stared at the woman pacing back and forth in front of her. It was obvious the woman was under the influence of something, and she didn't think it was alcohol. Her movements were erratic, and she hadn't stopped mumbling to herself since her original threat toward Kate. Luckily, something in the lobby had distracted her before she'd tried to do anything about the alleged flirting she'd thought Kate had done with her now-deceased boyfriend. Then it was as if she'd forgotten all about them. She'd started mumbling under her breath and pacing. Seemingly oblivious to her boyfriend lying dead on the floor near the lobby doors. Brene had forced Kate into the corner of the small room, then positioned herself in front of the younger woman. She'd put her finger to her lips, indicating that Kate shouldn't say a word, and after she nodded, they both waited tensely to see what would happen next. Wishing she had her phone to let Dag know what was happening. Brene didn't take her eyes from the distraught woman pacing back and forth. They'd all heard the sirens and knew the building was most likely surrounded. Brene was thankful now that the door to the small room didn't lock. It would make it easier for the police to get inside. Brene had the thought that maybe she should try to get to know their captor, learn her name, find out what the fight with her dead boyfriend was about. But the longer the standoff went on, the crazier the woman acted, hitting herself in the head now and then, running the bloody knife over her forearm and looking up at the ceiling as if something was written there. Brené figured it was better to wait silently and hope the woman forgot they were there at all. A motion at the door caught her attention, and Brené sucked in a breath when she saw Dag standing there, He had on a black vest that she'd never seen before, and was holding his hands up, letting the woman pacing know he wasn't armed. Get back, the woman screamed, pointing the knife at the door. We just want to talk, Dag said. No, no talking. She didn't even let him say another word. She spun and reached over and grabbed Brené's arm, hauling her up in front of her. In seconds, the bloody knife was at her throat. Brene managed not to scream as she kept her eyes locked on her husband's. The tip of the knife pressed into her skin, and she did her best not to think about communicable diseases or the fact that she could die, feet from her husband. Let her go. Dag's voice was no longer cajoling and easy. He'd gone from trying to be nice to a deadly Navy SEAL in a heartbeat. Brene saw Rocco standing behind her husband, the same focused, lethal look on his face. Crazily, seeing them there, knowing they'd do whatever it took to make sure she got out of this alive, made her relax. Dag had never let her down. This is what he did, what he'd spent his life doing. She never thought she'd be a damsel in distress, but here she was. Put the knife down, she said softly and gently. I can't, the woman moaned. Yes, you can, Brené coaxed. The knife pricked her a bit harder, and Brené felt a trickle of blood ooze from the neck and trail downward, stopped by the collar of the t-shirt she was wearing. Swallowing hard, she looked into Dag's eyes once more. He didn't blink, just met her gaze steadily. Why wasn't he giving her some sort of signal? He should be telling her what to do telepathically. She mentally rolled her eyes. It wasn't as if he could talk to her telepathically. She had to get her shit together. Did Dag want her to throw herself to the right? To the left? When? Before he did something? After? They hadn't ever talked about this, about what to do if she was in a hostage situation and Dag had to rescue her. Brené knew she was on the verge of freaking out, but she had no idea what to do. They need to leave. Why won't they leave? The woman grumbled behind her. Then, with a clarity Brené didn't have a second ago, she knew what she had to do. The knife was probably going to dig into her skin when she moved. But then again, the woman might decide to just kill her anyway. Then she'd go after Kate. Brene wasn't a seal, or a soldier, or anything of the sort. But there was no way she was going to let the younger woman be put into another situation like she'd been in a week ago. She'd been through enough. Brene met her husband's eyes once more, but this time she quickly glanced to her right. Then she did it again. When Dag's chin dipped in acknowledgement, she relaxed. He'd take care of this, of her. I need to get out of here, the woman wailed. Why'd he have to diss me like that? It's his fault and yours. You made him cheat. The woman was obviously delusional if she thought the young man lying in a puddle of blood on the other side of the door had ever flirted with Brené. She was at least twice his age. Knowing it was now or never, Brené took a deep breath, looked at Dag one final time, then threw herself as hard as she could to the right.
0: Hey, I'm back. Okay, guys, uh, that's pretty much it. I just wanted to let you know that Susan Stoker has free books. The first book in each of her series is free, so you definitely want to go check that out. I'm going to put the links in the in the episode descriptions to all the free books. But I mean, it's a great way to get a sample of something, decide if you like it, and then continue if, you, if you're if you into it. I mean, it's, it's like a pain-free way of finding something new. So yay for that. There's a giveaway going on for a, an audiobook from Susan. Make sure you check that out. And Securing Kate is out now. It's the same world as Securing Brene. It's a really hot cover with a bearded pouty man bear, as I like to call them. He's like a big bear with like, body hair and a little bit of like extra chunk in the in the trunk which I love. Uh so <laughs> go check that out. And we'll be back tomorrow with lots of fun stuff. Mel and Leo will be here and we'll see you then. Bye. Read
1: me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax and unwind and read me romance, read, read me romance.